Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, your host for the Everyday Apostolics Podcast, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. Greetings in Jesus' mighty name. Hope everyone is well. Hope your week went well. But if it was a challenging week, let me just say that Jesus is still by your side and Jesus will take care of your problems and your needs. But in saying that, greetings to other listeners, whether here in Australia or in other parts of the world. I do hope you enjoyed the last episode we had uh, last week. Um, and look, I do hope that he took something out of it, uh, especially when the individual shared their story for God's glory, especially Brother David, you know, from that wonderful church in Liverpool. But for this week's episode, it's wonderful to have another brother all the way from Adelaide. And uh, man, I tell you, man, I love this brother when he share, you know, when he posts his videos, you know, um, playing on the piano. So for this week, we it was a privilege to have uh, Brother Prosper Ilunga uh, from the Tartoa Church all the way in Adelaide, a wonderful Adelaide. Shout out to the, the church family over there in Adelaide. And it was wonderful to have Prosper on. Uh, I haven't met, I haven't, I think in, mm, probably I haven't met this person, I haven't met him in person, sorry, and uh, will do, but the time of this recording, this will be a week before going on the AYM trip uh, to Perth next week, but uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting him, but look, I, uh, to hear him through audio or, you know, over the phone or over the interview, of course, during the uh, podcast, it was wonderful to hear his story, his beginnings, and you know, it's just it's just amazing when uh, when given the opportunity to hear people share their story of how far God has brought them through. But look, for, I do hope you get to enjoy the podcast. And once again, thank you so much to all that have left comments, to all that have uh, you know, said a few words. Uh, I said you know, said a few words. They're very encouraging. It means a lot. And look, uh, you know, all praise to Jesus. And without further ado. Give you brother Prosper Lunga from the Tartor Church. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And till next time, take it easy with individual, with everyday apostolic shares their story for God's glory. Take care. God bless. See ya. Praise Lord Prosper. Lord, hey, my brother. How's it going, my brother? No, I am very, very well. Thank you. How How are you? I'm well, man. I'm well. You know, it's That's of course great. it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit late here, of course, where we at. But uh, praise God for this, uh, for this interview that we're about to go, that we're about to go through. Praise the Lord! It's an honor to be on here, and um, yeah, thank you for asking me to uh, be on. Um, Amen. Praise God for that. Amen, my brother. Well, of course, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll get to meet each other. Uh, face to face, so I'm looking forward yeah. to the, looking forward to the trip that we're about to have in Perth, AYM, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's uh, getting I'm getting nervous and nervous as the weeks are you know getting up, getting closer. But uh, we thank God for it, and we're looking forward to a great and powerful weekend. Um, see what God has in store for us for sure. Amen, brother. Amen, amen. Well, before moving on, I just want to say, I just want to say thank you to your pastor as well for allowing uh, for allowing yourself to be on this uh, podcast, and uh, it means a lot. You know, and especially for you being on the team, I'm really looking forward to hearing you share your story for God's glory, my brother. Yeah. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> amen, bro. Well, let's well let's get into so prosper. Thank you so much, but. Once again, when we before we get into look, I want to give you this time to tell us about yourself, brother, uh, your background, 
uh, where you know where you're from, um, you know your your you know your upbringing, how it all came to about, and especially for me, brother, I love to hear your your origins of your name, especially right. for the first being prosperous. So, take it away, my bro, and uh, have you have your liberty, man. All right, all right. Um, with my with my name, I'll probably start off with that. My name is kind of funny, actually. I was when I was born. Uh, you know, the elders in my family told me this story every now and then. They say, um, though, my name was actually meant to be Prospera, like it was meant to be pronounced uh, with the French accent, like with the French pronunciation. Um, but my brother came in, brother. Uh, Matthew, he's known Matthew longer. He came in and he said um, that would be quite difficult for people to, you know, you know, pronounce like Prosper. Why don't we just, you know, call him Prosper? And um, the the little Prosper came. But um, with that being said, um, I uh, am from Lusaka, Lusaka, Zambia. I'm born there. Mom and dad are from Congo, um, but um. My mom and dad both grew up in Zambia. Um, I uh, I would say for me, I kind of uh, my life really started over here in Australia. So like, um, from when I was born until about eleven, we came we came to Australia. But the early years, from you know, you know, zero to <laughs> eleven, um, I would say not much happened. You know, just I was a kid. You know. Uh, um, not much, you know, took place, but um, I've always been in a household that, um, you know, you know, my family did fear God, um, you know, just like, you know, any other Christians out there. But uh, I would say we didn't have the full truth until we came over to Australia. Um, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much me. And I am 20 years old. I am currently studying social work at uni and um Pretty much it. I am part of the music team at church. Um, I'm into sports. And um, that's pretty much Prosper. Um, but, um, yeah. Well, brother, you're, you're, you're prospering in everything, my bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know how to break it down for you because I'm like, um, you know, yeah, this. But um, that's pretty much it. Um, well, in saying that, in saying that, my bro, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 one of that now know the origins of your name. So there was supposed it was supposed to be there was supposed to be a friend like a French pronunciation, but just as your brother Maddie said, yeah. let's just make it prosper. Yeah. Um, on, top, on top of that, as my as well, my brother, so coming from Zambia, you know, over here migrating to Australia, I've, I've mentioned that I've asked this to Maddie, but for yourself, prosper, you know, arriving into Australia at eleven years old, um, from your view, what was um, was it a bit of a culture shock? Was it a bit of a big thing leaving, you know, home for your first 11 or 10 or 10 years or so and then coming to a big country such as Australia where there's different different ethnic groups and, you know, in a very, you know, a very big multicultural society? Right. Um, you, you know, like back home in Zambia, like I, I feel like the biggest thing for me was um, I was just, you know, a kid. I, was, I remember... Uh, my brother, Mac, he came out to me. He's like, hey, you know, the papers have gone through. Everything's been finalized. You know, we're about to go. And, um, you know, I'm just a little kid. And big bro's telling me, you know, we're going to a, you know, a different country. I didn't really feel, um, I wouldn't say I was, you know, afraid or scared or, you know, like I was just, 
a kid, like, you know, because my brother would come pick me up, would go for um, interviews and stuff like that before coming. So for me, it was more like, you know, a kid just say, yeah, big bro has come to pick you up. We're going somewhere, you know. But the only difference is, you know, we're going up, we're going to be on a long flight. Um, but, um, yeah, just arriving, I think the biggest thing for me was just the culture and how the country is when it comes to, like, for example, just how uh, kids grow up. You know, like, I remember, you know, the first 11 years of me being in Zambia, like, kids will be out and, and about playing football, for example, in the streets, you know. Mm. Um, and coming over here, I remember I, I was like, I looked at the time and it was around 5 p.m. And like around that time, my body was so used to like, all right, right now we're going to, we're going outside to play. But I looked, all the kids were inside and I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Like what, what goes on around this time? <laughs> um, I think that's what, that was the biggest thing for me where it was like, oh, wait, are we, we, we don't go out. There's nobody on the streets. Like, what are we doing? You know, um, but um. I, I think the biggest one might might have been just that where it's like a little kid you just say oh it's playtime but where all the kids you know, um, but um yeah I think that 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 might have been the the biggest thing for me but other than that um, it was just like a, you know uh, my brother's picking me up and we're going somewhere you know I really didn't know much about it he just told me oh we're going to Australia probably in my head at the time I was thinking you know we're probably visiting. Uh, a state in our country and a different, you know, place. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, just that, it might've been just, you know, that, that, that shock of just, uh, Oh, what, what goes on at this time? You know, what do people do? You know, like, is it, mm. you know, um, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> hey, hey, man, bro. Um, well, how about stepping in when, when the, when was the moment he stepped into a Pentecostal church? Was it the same time with Maddie, with your family that you're, that you all went in together? Yeah, so uh, I, I was actually back in Zambia. I, I did attend the ch- uh, church that I used to go to church. My family that I uh, I used to play drums at actually at a very, very young, like early on, young age. So I was playing drums at that church. And uh, when we came to Australia, we we wanted to, because of just, you know, the language barrier, we were like, you know, I wanted to go back to a church that I would feel, uh, maybe I wouldn't feel... Um, how can I say it? Like where it's like I go to church to speak English and I just feel super uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I was like, man, I want to go to a church where, you know, there is, you know, you know, same, you know, people that speak the same language and, you know, it just will feel more natural. So um, I did attend a, a church for a while, but my brother actually uh, met, uh, you, you probably know uh, a brother Manuel. Um, Digitala, he he used to attend the Gospel Lighthouse, which yep. is now known as the Apostolic Life. Uh, and when we arrived, he was very, you know, um, he used to go to that church that, you know, it was, very, it was super on fire for God. And, uh, you know, he was like, and he saw an opportunity to reach to, you know, family, you know, to come to church. Because uh, at the time, uh, he was, I think he was going by himself to church. And I remember it was actually a very, very, very long ride to get to church. So he invited Matt. And um, I didn't want to go at first just because of, you know, um, I remember my sisters, they sat me down. They're like, you know, the, the journey is, you know, it's, it's a long ride. You're going to be on the train for a long, you know. And I'm like, uh, nah, you know, I, I, I'd rather go to the churches closer and the people who speak the same language. Uh, but um, I, didn't re- I didn't step into the apostolic church. It might have been 
Um, I could be wrong, but I think it might have been November or November or September. One of those, I attended the lighthouse and um, oh, apostolic life. Um, I attended that, and uh, that that might be. I think one of those. I don't know what month exactly, but it might have been November or uh, yeah, November or September. One of those. Um, and uh, first time I went, my brother. I remember he just you know he's like, probably just come try it out. You know, you never know. You might like it. Um, you know, his like, people are nice over there. This night, you know, and and at the same at the same time too, I was a I was a young one, so. You know, my what my big brothers were doing was very, very cool to me. So, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll come along. And, uh, yeah, that's how it began. I remember attending my first service. And um, I remember telling my brother when we were coming back home, I said, you know, I've never been to a church where people, how can I say, people, like, recognize me as, like, people. It's like there was a lot of people, but people still like, oh, he's here type thing, you know, where it was like the attention. And I was like, not that I went to church for attention, but I was just in shock of how everybody is just so friendly and, you know, loving, um, you know, I did get that at the previous church, but it, this was just different. And um, yeah, something about, you know, where the Holy Ghost is just, you know, caught me on at a young age that I felt. And uh, uh, yeah, and that from there, the journey began, uh, began. Uh, so that's how I, you know, got it or stepped into first time I stepped into the Apostolic Church and um, Pentecostal. So, yeah. Amen, my brother. Amen. That's uh, very well detailed and very informative. Uh, and uh, very informative by uh, the information you've shared, especially where you are now, um, where you are now back then. It, it's wonderful to see, my brother. But yeah. on top of that as well, man, I might as well bring this up now. Uh I've seen I've seen some of your reels, bro, and uh, <laughs> <Praise> <laughs> bro, you're dropping some you're dropping some bars, man. You're, <laughs> you're lit on that on that uh, on that uh, keyboard, bro. It's Praise like great, great, it's like Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, move over. You got a <laughs> solid brother here that can that can play it like it's hot, man. But you're you know you love you know I, I presume you have a love for music, right? Yeah. And with a love for music. You know, it shows it's your you're showing your love and praises to the Lord through you know through you know through playing instruments. Right. Now you mentioned you, you play drums, you know, back in uh, back in Zambia as a young fella, and then you know now your keyboards are like you know you, you probably played multiple instruments. Uh, where where has the love of music come from? Where where did it spring forth? Where was it? Where was its beginnings? You know, from you know that time in Zambia till now, man, and. Once again, I give you the liberty to share, you know, even if it takes a while, especially when it comes to music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Like, um, I might have been five. This, to some people, whenever I say this story or I tell them the story, they're like, that's wild. But I might have been four or five. I remember at the church I was attending back in Lusaka, Zambia. There was uh, some guys that came from um, my mom and dad's country, Congo, and they were uh, teaching how to play drums. Um, I remember I've always... Back in the day, like I, I would stand next to the drummer during service, <laughs> so like all the noise, you know, there wasn't no, like protection or anything. I would just hear those crashes so loud in my ear, but I'd just be there in wonder, just looking at the drummer play. And um, you know, as a kid, to me that was very, very cool. I was like, man, how is he able to play drums? Um, so I remember mom, uh, she got me. Uh, a pair of sticks actually that I started to practice with uh, um, at home. 
and um, those broke, and uh, <laughs> I I ended up going have to you know go get some you know just you know like little you know sticks from trees, and I would I would practice on that. Um, and it's funny when because the guys who came to our church from Congo were there for a while, so they kind of started to see um, you know my desire, and because I remember they would kind of you know push me away. They're like you know we're about to practice. Can you you know leave? Uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, they were like, you know, uh, they just noticed that. And one of them just came out to me. He's like, would you want to learn? And I was like, yeah, like I would want to learn. And so he got he got me on and started teaching me how to play. And um, I think I might have been, I started to play or he started to teach me when I was five. And I started to play just before I turned six, actually. I was playing already and um, I played for a while. It might have been maybe two or two, yeah, two. I can't remember correctly, but um, we had to go to uh, this refugee camp. So I kind of took a big pause because we went to the refugee camp. And um, after that, I didn't come back to it, you know, because I, you know, gone elsewhere. And, you know, I'm a little kid. I'm just, my brain's developing. I'm discovering new things. And um, I kind of lost track of, you know, my music uh, passion and, um now fast forward when we I didn't play or do any music at church until actually when we came to Australia that's when I, I began to you know fell in love with it again um I did I think I remember they did that before like when we came back from the refugee camp I think I might have been nine so maybe a couple of years before we came I, I remember I think I played once or twice I can't remember exactly but yeah so when we came to Australia, um, again, you know, when we moved here, I was trying to figure out, you know, how the country works, you know, um, some of my family members that, you know, I never saw, you know, uh, growing up, you know, seeing them here. So I, all that. And um, I, I remember actually, I I saw the way that uh, brother, his name is uh, Josh Berndorf, you might know him. He was going off on the drums. And um, I was like, man, I missed that. I, I was looking at what he was doing and I was like, man, I missed that. Um, and uh, by the time I'd forgotten how to play certain things and the style of play is completely different, you know, the different music. So uh, I, I started to teach myself again. Um, and so fast forward, my, my brothers and I moved. Uh, this is actually another story. Uh, my, bro my brothers moved, decided to move churches to... Uh, the church that we go to now, I think that, that might have been 2017. And um, at the time the church we were going to, there was no music team. There wasn't any, you know, uh, any music going on as in the music department or anything like that. Uh, we were just playing off a laptop, you know. I think it was sometimes and we just praise like that. But um, my pastor came up with an idea of, I, I don't know, I can't remember if my pastor or brother Matthews that, you know, came up with the idea of, you know, us, you know, to start a music team. But all I remember, it was, you know, pastor and brother Matthew going around buying instruments. And uh, when I saw the drum kit, I was like, yep, we're back. And, um, you know, the, the house, my brother was like, oh, you know, Prosper has somewhat of an idea of how to play drums. We should get him. And we're just picking people like that. <laughs> in the church another sister put up her hand she was like oh i can play a little bit of bass came out brother manny at the time was learning how to play guitar so we had now bass guitar and drums and so we started practicing and 
um, I guess the passion came from there again. You know, I started to fall in love with music once again. Um, but um, yeah, fast forward four years ago, I we still didn't have a keyboard. So like uh, at church, we played music without a keyboard for 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 a while. And um, I, I my pastor was like, you know, you know, it would be nice to have somebody play, you know, play you know, key- keyboard in our church or the piano. Um, so we, it was actually a prayer the church was praying about that God would send, you know, somebody to come play. Um, and it's funny, we were, we were praying to God, like, Lord, we'll pray that, you know, somebody would come baptize them and then, you know, they play or, you know, God will probably send somebody from a church, you know, around for us. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like, I, when I, I don't know, I'm, I'm somebody like when it comes to music, it's something, I don't know. I. I always just feel it in me, you know, that I could do more, get better at something, you know, I could try. So I was like, you know, I put up my hand and my pastor was like, yeah, all right. And he had a keyboard at him and he's like, yep, here, stop, stop practicing. Um, It's funny, actually, a lot of people might, you know, not believe this, but Brother Matthews taught me my first song. Okay, <laughs> uh, he taught me my first song. It was Waymaker at the time. Waymaker was, had just came out, and uh, I believe uh, the Pentecostal of Alexandria played it, and it went, you know, viral in the apostolic movement. And so a lot of people were playing it. That intro, dun, 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 and my brother learned that one. And so he, I was, I come back from school, and I would hear him play in his room. He had like a little keyboard there. He was playing in his room, and he was learning at the time. Uh, and uh, I was like, man, that intro sounds nice, you know. <laughs> Let me, you know, try, practice it. You know, I, he taught me a, a few things. And he didn't actually want me to hop on his keys. He's like, all kids and all the kids in the house are not allowed to get, uh, you know, touch me. This and that. What would happen is I would make sure I run. And I hit. I will make sure I so I could be on that piano. piano so he doesn't come. Uh, so I did that for a while and one time he just caught me in there I, I can't remember I might have probably taken way too long than usual and he found me in his room and you know um, the only thing he could do was just like watch and all all I, like while he was watching I turned around and I saw him and I was like how long you know in my head I'm like how long has he been here like you know um and he's like, no, you're doing really good. Um, and from there, I was just, you know, I remember attending a youth camp. Uh, we had Chris Green preaching, it might have been 2019 or 18. Um, uh, he he spoke about something about, you know, gifts and talents. And if God has placed, you know, a passion, you know, um, you know, or desire in your heart, you know, to do something, you know, go for it and grab it with two hands. Um, and I remember, I think I remember speaking to him actually. Um, and he, he spoke, you know, a prophetic word to me. He said, you know, young man, you know, God, you know, can use you, you know, if you really put, you know, and sacrifice, you know, your time and just really focus and lock in, God can, you know, start using you in that, you know, just ministry where you could be able to learn and, you know, um, you know, play, you know, instruments, you know, um, and, to me at the time, I might have been, I think, 14, 15. Um, and um, yeah, from there, I was like, you know what? I get back home, started to practice, practice and practice. And um, 
I'm sorry I'm taking too long, but there was a, a part where well on, brother, um, on. It, we went to a, a, an event. I think it might have been a youth rally that we had, you know, the churches in South Australia. And um, everybody was having fellowship for service had finished. Everybody's having fellowship. And um, I was like, you know, I've been learning a few things. You know, let me go sneak in and go play the key, the keyboard they had in the church. Um, you know, I was playing. I remember I... I'd learned how to play Waymaker and then I, I learned this song like a fire. Um and I was playing that and my brother was listening to me and he was like, Boy, you can play like why you know you can play. Why don't you wanna, you know, play for church? Because at the time he he and I were having a back and forth. He was telling me, play, play. I was like, No, no, I'll stick to drums for now. But um I was sort of kind of hiding away from what God was trying to start developing in me. Um and um so the following week on the Sunday, my brother forced it. He's like, you're going to play for that Sunday. Um, and so I played and that's how it began. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you ask me to hop on the drums, everybody's probably going to run out of the room because I just can't play them no more. Uh, but that's, that's where it really started. And then until now, it's been now four years uh, or four and a half years of me playing keys. And um, it was more of just me. God, you know, guiding me through it. Um, didn't, you know, go to a music teacher or anything. And that's something I, I'm always thankful to God that I'm still learning and, you know, improving. You know, I don't I don't consider myself somewhat of a professional or anything, you know, you know, great and good. But, you know, I'm on that journey where God, you know, he's He's leading me. And I've, you know, decided to dedicate that to God. To say, hey, Lord, you know, if you're going to use me, you know, you know, this in music stuff, you know, in church, you know, I want it to be a you thing and you using me, not me, you know, thinking is off my own ability because, you know, I've heard stories, people say, you know, it's, it is very hard to learn an instrument and to be able to play or people to learn how to sing and sing in church. Um, but I feel like it, it was a God thing for me where God just, you know, took over and said, you know, I'm going to you know take you on this. Um, you know, I'm still learning and understanding more about it, you know, where what God wants for me, you know, um, you know, as a young man in music. Um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, that's that's how it, you know it unfolded itself until now. Um, but yeah, what what advice would you give to a young person, Prosper? I know you're young yourself; you're still twenty years yeah. old. But what advice would you give someone, say that is like ten years old, or or you know that's you know they may be older than you that wants to learn an instrument, or yeah. you know someone that is at a crossroads when it comes to some you know when it comes to learning an instrument or being involved in music ministry what advice would you give to that person uh the biggest thing i i and i i still see it nowadays is a lot of us young people we we always leave things for you know some some of us might leave things for the elders to do or you know we we're too invested in other stuff like nowadays for example there is you know the power of social media a lot of young people we are glued to our phones and um you know screens and you know games uh, it's funny actually i i with me actually being music i stopped playing games because god was just taking me elsewhere mm. so with that being said like i the advice i could give every young person is to really find you know what god like wants to do like where it's 
And the only way you can find that is by sacrificing and wanting it. Because uh, I see a lot of people say, oh, I want to learn. I want to, you know, get better. But the thing is, there's no, uh, there's no sacrifice to it where it's like, you know, um, for example, for me, I, you know, people that know me and, you know, I, some days I go nights where, you know, if I'm not doing anything the following day, I am on the keys the whole night. My brother would go to sleep and he'll wake up and find me on there and he'll go to work. And, um, you know, that passion where you just want to get better, you want to, and in your mind, the goal is, you know, you just want to give God praise with it, you know. So the advice I would say is, you know, discipline yourself and really find find what you want to do in God and don't look at other people, you know, as in, you know, maybe you might see uh, a great singer, you know, and you want to, you look at them and you just want to get to there already, but you don't really... Um, you know, prepare that foundation with God where it's, you know, you just accept what God has given you. It could be, it might not be in music, but accepting what God has given you uh, would be the advice. And from that, you accepting what God has given you and now working in that, you know, it could be one thing, it could be two things, but working in that one thing that God has given you and um, sacrificing time, you know, whether it could be, um, you know, like I know a lot of young people may be busy, you know, uh, than others, but, you know, putting time aside for that gift that God has given you and working it because, you know, I believe if you plant a seed and you don't water it, you know, it's not going to grow. But if you plant a seed and constantly, you know, keep watering it, God's going to, you know, grow that seed into a tree that, you know, that cannot be cut down because that tree is just going to keep growing, you know, stronger, you know, and off that tree, you know, you might, you know, impact other, you know, people that, you know, that look up to you or they watch you. So um, the number one thing is just, you know, getting that first step of just, you know, you and God figuring out what God wants to, you know, to use you in, you know. Um, and sometimes if maybe what could be my second advice would be if God, if you have not figured out what God wants, you know, to, to do in you or what God wants to use you in, um, making yourself available to the things that are, you know, available in the church. You know, it could be, for example, ushering. You know, if there's nobody at the door, you know, put your hand up for that. Um, and you know, if there's nobody on the base at church, put your hand up for that and try, you know, to avail yourself too. That would be the second thing, you know, because some people are know it, it, it was a natural thing, you know, to them, you know, become musicians and all that. But um, it all, it's also a thing where you just, you know, volunteer. And when you volunteer, put a hundred percent, you know, even 110, 120, you know, you know, go beyond what you can do. Um, I think those would be my, you know, advices that, you know, they might not, they probably don't sound very structured, but uh, I hope I made sense with that one because I, I, that's just what I feel strongly when it comes to, you know, us young people, because, you know, I am very, very still young myself. Um, you know, I am, you know, still figuring out a lot of stuff about life. And, you know, trying to grow into the man that God wants me to be. But, uh, you know, young people, the biggest, thing, the biggest thing we lack is discipline. And just we we underestimate ourselves too a lot, um, I think, because, you know, of our age. And um, sometimes maybe if somebody that's older than us is in that ministry that we want to, um, 
we get into, we're probably discouraged about it, or maybe we might see how how good someone is, and we're like, oh man, I can never get that good. You know, we just like the young people. We just like to look at the, you know, after you know product, you know, and I think that's probably with everybody. You know, it, it could be young or old. We just look at the after product, and we, we our eyes and our mind, we instantly just switch to that, and we say, you know, we want to reach to that, but you know, in reality, is we, we you gotta allow those steps where God works in you, you know, what, you know, some people would say the hard times or the trenches in a way, it's just so hard. You're learning, you know, it's, you know, frustrating. You just can't get it. Those are the times where God really wants you to put in that work for him to kind of, um, you know, use you um, in whatever it is that you choose to, um, uh, to, you know, to do for God. But I, I would say those would be my, you know, stuff that, I would give advices to young people because those things I still carry myself, you know, with myself every single day because I have this 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 thing in me that I don't like every day whenever I see the piano when I hop on it, I I, I imagine myself with just like oh the days when I was learning as a beginner, you know, what was I doing? If I don't get those notes correctly, I would work ten times better to make sure all my notes are right. Um, so. It's just that desire and that passion that, you know, you got to keep it fresh every single day, um, you know. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're five, if you're 10, if you're 12, 15, 20, 30, even. You know, uh, God can use you and you just have to allow him to do the work. And um, and with that, and the other thing I would say is young people, we people actually in the church would notice are going to see what God is doing in you. And, you know, some people actually, God might send them to confirm things to you where it's like, and I feel like that's probably what drives me the most is the fact of, uh, you know, people have confirmed certain things to me. And it's kind of scary in a way of like, oh man, God is really telling people too about it. You know, it's like, oh man, I my, I have to put on my A game at all, time, at all times. But um, yeah, you know, God is going to confirm it to you. Um, you know, you might confirm it. You might have a dream about it. You might, you know, your pastor might tell you, your youth leader, you know, me or some, even my family members, you know, telling me certain things, um, you know. And um, and with that being said, that doesn't say, you know, I have, you know, you know professional or anything like that. No, like I'm still on that journey and, you know, I'm going to continue to be on that journey until God comes. Uh, but those, those would be, you know, some of the points I would, hello <laughs> i think hey, that might have been me though i think it was me <laughs> siri just came up siri decided uh, to come in <laughs> very very sorry about that that's okay well it's wonderful that you brought forth those uh those you know those nuggets of gold um those nuggets of wisdom when it comes to you know giving advice and one thing that john uh, was about under you know underestimating uh you know yeah. individuals underestimate and one thing that went came to my thoughts was you know, one day's the mating also leads to comparisons. Yeah. And, you know, the comparisons is the thief of joy when it comes to comparing each other, especially mm. when it comes to the things of the kingdom. And it says in his word that it's not wise. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's another thing. It's wonderful that you brought those, uh, you know, those words, those, uh, you know, those, uh, those words of wisdom. And it's wonderful to see where you're coming from, from your view and perspective, my brother. So that's, it's wonderful that you yeah. shared that. 
Praise God. Yeah. Well, moving on, bro. Um, you shared you shared a lot, and I really appreciate that. Is what um what have you taken in? What have you learned from the first time that you've stepped into where you are now? You know, being used in music industry and you know being used in you know those certain fields. Uh, what have you learned? What have you taken in? The biggest thing I've learned is, you know, regardless of your age, where you're at, you're going to be tested greatly. When I mean tested is uh, <laughs> certain things that's going to happen in your life that's going to cause you to, you know, start thinking a certain way or to God will just, you know, like you're going to go through things that that are tough, that's just going to, you, you're going to, it's either you you lose it or you're with it, you know, and you continue with it. One thing I would say I've learned is, being humble and or i would say i learned that actually from my pastor you know being humble and just humility being key and being used of god like not thinking your way you're better than others not thinking you are too good not thinking you know um you know you're on top of the world you know like no like but being humble and uh one thing i've learned is to be patient with god because um sometimes we want to do god's work you know we want to <laughs> fast forward the journey but be patient you know let god do it you know um watch your soul like in tears your whip and joy like let god do it you know let god work in you you know you just keep working um so like i would say the two things i really learned in this is just patience and being humble and also um this has taught me to be, you know, a better person or a man in God. Because I remember, uh, actually, this is probably a side note, but I remember when I first started to play a lot in the church, I became super comfortable, you know, like, you know, I was being rostered on all the time and we really didn't have a rotation. So it became a normal, like, oh, I was just, I'll be playing, you know. Um, you know, yeah, I could play all the songs. There was that weird mentality I had at first. And um, God took me a period where, um, where that's where now the humility and, and the humbleness where it just came from. Where God took me through. Uh, I won't get into details with that, but I went, you know, went through a time where certain things did happen that um, really had to, that humbled me. What they would say, you know, um, and I have now, you know, still, still am very young. You know, I make a lot of mistakes, so you know, I might you know not do something right but um something i've learned is just being humble and um you know let god letting god just use me and being patient with god you know um because if i if i try to fasten up the process um i watched uh, a preaching by a preacher named cornelis williams he was talking about you know a lot of us we try to come out of the show way too early you know when we are we're not fully grown you know, we're just trying to come out of the microwave while the inside of us is still cold. Um, you know, so I was like, to me, that's, I carry that a lot where it's like, man, just be patient. Let God do what he wants to do. Like, you know, I don't try to force things. Um, you know, I just let them come as our God wants it, you know, to come to me. Um, I would say that's, those are the, you know, the things that I've really learned. Um, maybe it could be some more that I probably can't think of at the moment, but uh, those will be the main ones for me. Um, but, um, yeah. 
Amen, bro. Amen. Amen. Um, what do you love about church? What What do you you know? Look, you're involved in music ministry. You know, you're involved, you know, heavily in music ministry. But what other things you love about church? Of course, there's Friday night youth. May you you know you have conferences, you have outings. But what do you love about church, Prosper? I might, this might be a different answer to probably what you're looking for, but what I love about church the most, you, I wouldn't say necessarily love, but church has kept me from a lot of things that just keeps me going to go to church. Um, mm. you know, back from when I was in school until now, like I've seen church protect me from, you know, certain things. And to me, that that's something I love the most about church. Obviously, you know, the fellowship, the people, you know, um, you know, my pastor, you know, everything, you know, I love about church. I love, you know, you know, the church, what's going on in the church, all that. But the biggest thing for me is that church has protected me, um, you know, has really kept me uh, because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of young people are seeing, you know, we lose ourselves, you know, we, you know, how the world is, you know, being a young, you know, being a young teenager and, you know, outside, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that goes on. You know, and for me, church has really kept me. Um, and that's like working hand in hand with music, me, be, me doing music at church and, um, you know, just my pastor letting me, you know, serve freely. Like that has really kept me in church. And I think that's what I love the most about church, that um, to me, church does not feel like a burden. You know, it's something that I've just loved. And it's something maybe I would say God really put into me because, like I said, I went through a time where it was very hard and it was either I was in or out, you know, but it was through that where they just the love, you know, and I and the love, it's 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 like I, even if I was not doing music or, you know, because there was a time when I was not doing music, you know. So even if I was not doing music, I believe, you know, like if I, you know, went through what what I went through. Um, I would still love church because of church protecting me, you know, as a person with that, you know, without music or without any ministry in the church. Because, um, like, before I would say I used to underestimate, you know, not underestimate, but just look at church different. Now I'm like being on the other side where, you know, I'm now out of school and all that. And, you know, seeing a lot of young people too, like my friends and all that, I've really grown to just say, man, I love church because church has brought me far and far, you know, I've seen the transformation of, you know, myself, seen the transformation, people in my family and also the young people in our church. I feel like that's what, maybe I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what I love the most about church. Just that the fact that church protects me and keeps me going. Obviously God is, is ahead of it. Um, you know, God being in the church, you know, God, you know, um, being the center of it all and he I don't know it just that's what keeps me and that's what I love about church if that makes sense um but um yeah that's that's what I would really say I love the most about church amen bro amen it, that bro that makes sense man that's 100 percent sense there yeah. man. That, that really makes sense and that's it's very very lovely of you to share them but that how church has protected you know church has been a place of refuge but safe a place of yeah. security and it's 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 great that you've shared that in that in sort of in that sort of uh from that sort of viewer and I really appreciate that. Now my brother, what uh, your your you know, church is churches ain't you know, churches ain't church when you know when it comes to the word of God. And when it comes to the word of God, it's leading to my next question, bro. Your favorite scripture of scriptures 
And why are yeah. they your favorite scripture scriptures? Take it away, bro. Now, with scriptures, I always, I always say this. I um, when it comes to scriptures, I wouldn't say I have favorites, but I have favorite stories or moments, you know. Okay. Or I would say maybe, you know, books, you know. I love the book of Job, um, you know, just because of what he had gone through and how he still kept it, you know, how he still kept his foot in God. Um, and I love, I love the book of T uh, Timothy where it's, you know, it really, it, it, it speaks to me a lot because of just like, you know, possible, you know, training up a, a young fella and, you know, teaching him, you know, the right ways of how to, you know, be a man in God. Um, and also this might maybe sound weird, but I love the book of Acts. Um, it just like, it teaches me and it shows me, it brings me back to what, you know, church is and how it began. And that kind of helps me to, you know, keep going and do not get away from what the main thing is. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't really have like favorite scriptures where I go through uh, I, that, I, you know, I, you know, I, I love like, you know, my favorites, but I have like books and um, because I, I love I love stories like stories is my biggest thing. Like, I love stories and because I'm able to relate. Uh, you can relate to a scripture, but I relate more to a story, you know, that really relates with me in a certain way with how my life is. Um, but um yeah that's what i would say is hey amen now you, you mentioned stories so the you know as as you said you don't have to have scriptures or scriptures and there's nothing wrong with that but as you mentioned you love the stories yeah. or the books of the you know, certain books of the bible those books or those you know certain passages of scripture has it in a way um uh, how can i say in a way helped you helped you in a tremendous way when you you know when you read yeah. the stories of the disciples or when you read you know mm -hmm. the what they've been through what they've gone through brother and how you you know what they have ever overcome it helps you in your way in your walk with the lord yeah. so like uh, like i said like for example the book of job um you know where he's you know he's a guy where he's everything's going right you know him and god are you know what you say besties and the devil comes in he says hey if you if you take away that from this guy, that's it. He's you know he's done. Um, and for me, like, like I said before, there was a time where you know I was going through something that and, and this this happened in the church where it was it was not something that it was even you know, out of church. It's something that happened that really I was like, man, like does this really happen in church? Mm. You know, like um, and then is where I was like, I remember. Actually, God just works crazy because during when I was going through that time, a preacher entered or he spoke about Job and he was teaching about um, just how how Job was and, you know, just how he kept himself or how he kept his faith in God. Um, and from there, I began to read more and more about it. Even now, actually, I, I do sometimes when I'm just reading, I'm like, man, I'm going to go back and read this because... I always, I always just seem to to find or feel, you know, different all the time when I read it and I find out new things because I'm like, man, like it's not about our lives going good all the time. It's also about 
the times when it's hard, are you going to continue being faithful to God? Um, so I'll, I'll say that's, that's that. Um, and also, you know, you know, Timothy, where it's like, he's young, he's young, he's young man. And the apostle Paul is telling him, Hey brother, you should not look at your ages, you know, you know, something that, um, you know, a hindrance to what God can do in you, but just look at it as an opportunity where you can, um, you know, God can use you because, you know, God does not look at age. He looks at what you have in the inside. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's what I would say is for me. Um, Amen, my brother. Amen. You know, you're the first guest, I'm going to say this, you're the first guest that hasn't shared a favorite scripture, but your favorite, your favorite books. Uh, you've got, I, yeah. I really love that, bro. I really I really love that you, you've got uh you made it something you made it in a way that's uh, unique and fascinating so yeah all, all props all props prosper amen my bro praise god <laughs> no. i hey, mean man. like there is you know like where you have you know scriptures where it's like oh man that scripture you know you know you read it when you feel you know down or this but for me i'm always just like i want to see you know okay that scripture you know, if it's, you know, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, you know, what was going on? What was David going through? What was causing him to, you know, say that part, you know? Um, and so I go look back at that and I'm like, man, yes, I love that, you know? <laughs> but um, that's... Honest. Um, amen, amen, yeah. brother. Well, brother, look, um, let's, let's, um, let's do another scenario here. Pretend in front of you, there's a table, all right? Yeah. A table. Five chairs, yeah. you know, they're going to have some nice African cuisine. And five people, <laughs> <laughs> five people from the Bible you would bring to your table, they would bring to your house, and why? Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's very interesting. Got five people, and who am I inviting in the Bible? I mean, look, man, it got to be, you know, Jesus up there first. You have Jesus on that table, you know. Um, you know, I want to have Paul on that table. Uh, no, no, the Apostle Paul. And I would also want to have Job on that table. Um, and Adam and Eve, I don't know, like, and why Adam and Eve? I would probably just want to, you know, discuss how is it like being the first two people on this big planet? Like, um, to me, that's kind of like, oh. Um, and you have Job, I want to ask, like, okay, what is it in you that just, you kept it going in God? That's probably why I would want to have him on my table. And also, um, you know, God, him being God, I would just want to, like, Lord, help me <laughs> understand you more better. Like, what, what, what is it about you, you know, that, you know, like, you know, that it's just sometimes it's hard to understand God, you know. I'm like, God, help me to you know, have the you know, knowledge to understand you better. Um, and you have the Apostle Paul. I'm like, brother, you're built different. You know, you been stoned to death and you still get up. But what, what is it in you that drives you? Um, that will probably be the wise and the people I would pick. Uh, but, yeah. That's your, that's your five there, my bro? Yeah. How, how many was that? So you had Paul. Who was the other ones? I had uh, Adam and Eve, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Paul, uh, Apostle Paul, and Job. Well, amen, my brother. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. that's that's Brother Prosper's people coming to his dinner table, having some nice 
Zambi cuisine all the way from the Saka, But we have to be careful that we don't eat too much because we, the cuisine can kind of send you to a coma. So you gotta <laughs> make sure you eat a little bit. <laughs> and you know, say you know, say save the time to talk. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, bro, look, we're coming to the end of this uh podcast and uh I've really enjoyed this man. I I I know I say this with every guest, but it's always a one it's always a privilege and honor to hear individuals share their story for God's glory and you're just one of them, Baron. So thank Praise you so God. much for taking the time to um, you know, make yourself free. I understand that it's a bit late uh during yeah. the time of this recording, but uh Jesus anyway. So look, man, nah. finish it up. Finish it up, bro. A word of encouragement to those that are listening, whether it be those in your youth group or those at Tato, shout out to the church in Tato. But um a word of uh, encouragement to the believers or those that are listening to finish your podcast off. Uh, before I answer the question, thank you very much again for getting me on here. Uh, I was like, <gasps> you know, what should I do? Never been on anything like this, but um, you know, it's an honor and I thank, thank you for, you know, uh, getting me on here. Um, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing you next month at OAM. Um, so a word of encouragement I would give, you know, to anybody out there um, would just be, it might sound simple, but hold on to God. There's a, there's more in store for you. Um, you might not see it at the moment, but trust in the process and hold on to God and just let him work in your favor. Let him, you know, do it you know, or let him build you up in what he wants to do. Um I'll say that would be, you know, a word of encouragement I'll give to people where it's, it, it sounds simple. It's hard to hold on. You know, this could be people, you know, who are going through depression, anxiety, you know, um, all kinds of things you know, that, that comes with life. You know, hold on, be faithful unto God and just know there's there's more in store for you. And remember that you can never get enough of God because there's always something you know, that we don't know about God or there's always something that God has not revealed to us yet that, you know, it might be just a couple more, you know, stages or a couple more steps ahead that you've not, you know, gone up to and, you know, that you just need to get up to there and then God will show you and you'll see your victory. Um, so hold on and let God work it in your favor regardless of what you're going through. Um, and that would be, an encouragement I would give you know, to people. Uh, praise God. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brother Prosper Lunga, all the way from the church in Adelaide in Tartoa, uh, sharing his story for God's glory. Brother Prosper, right. thank you once again. And yep, I'll see you next month um, in UAM in uh, the wonderful state of Western Australia. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Say these in prayer. God bless. God bless.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast episode for this week featuring our guest. But tune in next time when we have our next guest, whether it be here in Australia or in another part of the world where they share their story for God's glory. Now, listen, if you're interested in doing the podcast or making your own podcast, you can go on for the Spotify for Podcasters app where you can do a podcast from your phone or from your laptop. And it has many other things, many other, how can I say, other avenues or so or other techniques in order to edit your podcast or, you know, do it in a way where, you know, it brings forth good quality. Now, in saying that as well, look, it's free, it's for free. You can use it from your smartphone or from your Android phone and, you know, start making that podcast. But in saying that, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast, the episode and We'll see you next time. Take it easy. See ya.